This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit windownation.com. Also, uh, Carl Dukes, uh, Dusty Rose, uh, channeling through Mike as my vessel from up in heaven. Years ago, we did the last tango in Tampa. And Squidbill, I just questioned, uh, what if, like, me and Holly race, we go the full 90 minutes and there is no winner? All bets are off? Yeah. If you were in a match like this, did you ever think about the fact that maybe you and Harley would, you know, maybe collude and change the outcome? <laughs> and because you, you bet? Let me tell you something, Carl Dukes. If they were going to get let us bet on this stuff, let me tell you something, Daddy. I'll be backing up the Briggs truck to a Maris bank, Daddy. <laughs> you know, there was a time I was at Tom Steimer Chevrolet down in, uh, in Florida, Tom. We were doing those uh, money drops. Out of the helicopter? Yeah. And, and 20s and 10s kept blowing back into the helicopter. I'm sticking in my coat. It's Radio 92.9 The Game. Earlier in the show, Bo was talking about the mm. WWE trying to get a couple of states around the country to basically put betting on the board for some of the high-profile WWE matches. And we were like, huh? Right. And then all of a sudden, obviously, Dream, who keeps track of what's going on with this show, channeled Mike Bell and channeled himself through Mike Bell. You heard it right here and. He was talking about uh, some scenarios there. And by the way, that is a true story that Dusty relayed to me back in 2002 that he was doing one of those money drops, and the updraft was blowing the money back into the helicopter. <laughs> and he goes, out of concern for the pilot and the people's safety, he had to put the cash in his coat. Unreal. Yeah, I bet he did. Hey, man, <laughs> Nolan Smith, you'll hear the full interview coming up. He was on the Steakhouse today here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, talking about the combine, talking about draft night. Does he want to play for the Falcons? Stay tuned. You'll get a chance to hear from Nolan Smith. I, I, I want to ask you guys a question. Falcon fans, if you're on your way home or maybe you're listening on your smart speaker, or however you're accessing the show, everybody keeps telling me that they're better. And I'm talking about the New York football Jets. The Jets had the same record as the Falcons this year at 7-10. and 10. And the irony to what's going on with the Jets is they're jet-setting, pardon the pun, around the country to find their next quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. They're chasing down a guy that they can rely on. And, Mike, here we are with the second most money in the cap, and we are afraid to spend some of this money depending on the situation and circumstances. But this gets back to the Jets fundamentally had the same problem we had last year, Mike. You know what that was? No quarterback? Inconsistent <laughs> quarterback play. Yes, yes. I mean, look, they boxed themselves into a corner because they didn't want to kick the t- – I mean, they kicked the tires on Derek Carr. They decided to pass. The Saints give him a deal. I mean, Garoppolo is really not a viable option. Uh, Sal is familiar with everybody's time in San Fran. So they're kind of all in now on Aaron Rodgers. They, and Woody Johnson, who's basically socially, as bad as socially as inept as the Glazers are in Tampa, he's got to make this deal. But you're saying we should be thinking the same way. Exactly. No, we shouldn't. We're 7-10. and 10. They're 7-10. and 10. And I got to tell you, your record's your record. Everybody keeps saying the Jets are better. The Jets are better. They had the same problem we did, and they're trying to fix their problem. Meanwhile, we're running from ours because, oh, well, we got Desmond Ritter. I don't understand this. Well, two things, brother. Let me just lay it out there. 
Number one, the Jets are seven and ten. I get it. We're seven and ten. They have had about a two to three year head start on better drafting. They've drafted pro bowlers. They got Sauce Gardner. They pick up a great wide receiver. They've got defensive pieces. They augment that with free agents. They just keep screwing up the quarterbacks. You know, I mean, they just can't get the quarterback thing right. But I would say, and I would argue, that we won seven games in the worst division in football, and they won seven games in the toughest division in football with Miami, Buffalo, and New England. So to me, I, I just think it's apples to oranges. Now, Zach Wilson can't be trusted. We know that. That is why they're in the pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. And, guys, that could happen any day now. It could happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow. Uh, Sources are saying that that they're close, if you believe those sources, because everybody's out on Lamar and only one team's in on Aaron Rodgers. It's just annoying to me that if you're telling me that we have the same fundamental problem and there is a potential solution out there, why are we not chasing it like the Jets? Mm. That is what I'm asking you. And if you can't tell me a legit – like Mike is saying, hey, they run a better division. Okay, that's fine. I don't, I'm not going to argue that. All I know is at the end of the year, when I look at the record, it's the same. And when I look at, at the end of the year, their fundamental problems were the same offensively. We didn't have a great offense because we didn't trust the quarterback. Guess what the Jets were in? They didn't have a great offense because they didn't trust their quarterback. What are we doing? Well, I just think, that, again, they're better than us, even though the records are identical. I would argue they're in a better place. And you could also say that we don't have the trenches. We had guys on one-year contracts. I just talked about it. We were rotating guys in that were on, like, you look at the back of their football card, there's five teams in four years. You know, they've got studs. They've just screwed up the quarterback. I mean, they, they've screwed it up, what, three la- – well, actually, they've screwed it up ever since Ken O'Brien, one could argue, other than maybe Pennington. They've just been a mess. So now – I think you're the Jets. You've got to do something. You've got to go all in. You've got a window. And they believe that they're putting them up. Aaron Rodgers puts them in the playoffs, maybe the Super Bowl, where we get a star quarterback. We still have too many holes to fill, so we might have some razzle-dazzle car, but we're not going to the Super Bowl with a star quarterback this year. Lamar Jackson, um, Herm Edwards came on the show yesterday and said the most important piece, if you don't believe me, is the quarterback. That's why the Jets are doing this. And here's my other question to Falcon fans. Are we supposed to wait until we get everything perfect? Mm. We've got to be perfect at every position before we adjust the quarterback because we need the best receivers and the best linebackers and the best offensive tackles and the best defensive tackles. And then, Carl, we'll go get a quarterback. That's going to cost you two. Yeah, I mean, you could argue by the time we get there, we'll have to invest in the star quarterback. If Desmond Ritter is not the guy, we don't know what Desmond Ritter will do in a full season. But if you give him a better guard and a better right tackle, he might actually be the guy. No, no. Herm Edwards came on the show yesterday and says you don't have a big enough sample size to know what you've got with Ritter, so you're rolling the dice. I get it. I'd love to get a star quarterback in here. But I just think, Carl, we do have those holes. Now, again, I'm not going to talk like, we need a wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not, don't paint me in that corner. But we got a lot of holes. We need five starting positions right now through free agency or the draft. The Jets don't need that. They need one position. Let me ask you this, too. It's you Dukes people make me sick. It's four. It's two okay. and, and by the way, I'm not some mealy-mouthed turd who says, I would think to be perfect. I want Lamar Jackson it's here. Sp- I just want him with a guarantee that he won't break. Well, I, that's fine. All I'm asking is. Which you can't have. If we're in the same spot, it just makes no sense. But here's the other thing. They are 18th in cap space, guys. $3 million. How the hell are they going to make this work? We're over here complaining about our checkbook, which is 
Huge. I mean, we could cut a check today and not sweat it. And the Jets are over here chasing a $50 million whoa, guy. Whoa, whoa, time I, I don't get it. You said the cap doesn't matter. You it told doesn't. Me, well, they'll find a way. It doesn't. And no. that's my point. So then why are you worried about Lamar? Well, again, I'm just So then why you, are you worried about Lamar? We still have too many holes to fill. They don't. It's a different argument. They're ah. ready to go. They need a star quarterback. They haven't had a star quarterback in years. We haven't had a defense in years. And we've had an eh, offensive line. We've got to be perfect. I get it. Okay. No, no, no. So from month no, no, now no. on, we've got to be perfect before we move anything no. and anywhere. You can go from worst to first. Everyone's done it in this division over the last 20 years. We went into the Super Bowl with a bunch of rookies on defense off an 8-8 eight and eight season. And we should have won the Gosh darn Super Bowl, we choked it away. You don't have to be perfect, but I still think there's things we don't have that we have to get, and that's something the Jets don't have to worry about right now. They're not better. As a matter of fact, they're the same. They play in a better division. They're They're the same. They've got five guys on their defense. I mean, Carl, we've got nobody that compares to some of the things they've got an edge rush. Now, you can compare Drake London to their wide receivers. They've got a better running back. They win 12 or 13 games, Mike. They won seven games. Yeah. We won seven games. Because they had worse quarterback play than we did. They're the same. At no, the end of the, the day, the yes, when you look at it, Mike, when you go look at the records, it doesn't say the are, Jets are better you know record-wise. If we played Buffalo twice and the Patriots twice and the Dolphins twice, we'd have won three games last yeah, year. It, but we don't. And if my uncle was my aunt, come yeah, on. We're in better, the division we're in. The fact better. of the matter is, when I look at the record, it says 7-10. and 10. Yeah, so what? And they played in the best division. We played in the worst freaking division. They're not better, but they're pursuing their quarterback. They are better than us. And here we are. You guys tell me. I don't get it. Dramatic pause. No, I just, I get where you're going. I want to start quarterback. But, it's not where I'm going. The, it's where I'm at, Mike. But the Jets, it's, but, it's where I'm at. These are facts. But, I'm not making this up. But the Jets, look, they got the draft right. They screwed up the most important piece, the quarterback. We have been so screwed up with the cap we had to go through last year. We literally had the highest cap hit in the history of the freaking league. Now we've got money to spend. How and we're scared. And, no, and we're scared. No, no, no. We go get the best defensive tackle. No, and, we're scared. We're not scared of anything. We're of just, course we are, because the Jets don't have any what? money, and they're pursuing a so, guy that's making $50 million a year. So you want Aaron Rodgers here? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't want him here either. No, and I don't. I wanted Lamar Jackson three years ago. No. I don't necessarily I, I want, want a young, I want a younger quarterback that I can rely on and that I, that is experienced and that gives me a chance. I would rather draft a quarterback this year than go do the free agent thing for quarterback. Who are you drafting? I mean, who, you got Will Levis. You got you want to roll the dice on Richardson. I mean, Bryce Young's going to be gone. C.J. Stroud's going to be gone unless Agreed. you want to try to move up. Agreed. But I, I mean, they, I think they are gone. Look, we all want Ritter to be the guy. I just can't. I can't sit around the radio and say Ritter is going to be fine. I don't know. He was solid, if not spectacular. But isn't that kind of like the the rub here in Atlanta? We're always just kind of, oh, he's good enough. I don't think you have to have the super-duper quarterback if you have a Ravens-style defense or a Bucks defense from back in the day. But we don't have that right now. Smoke sends me a, a meme of Terry Fontenot looking at me. He's crazy. He goes, Terry's giving you the look. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you something. Terry, Terry, we got to draft right. I, I trust him because I have no, no reason not to. Hmm. But we can't sit here and act like these draft picks don't matter. If we stay the course, which apparently we are, Atlanta, <laughs> we better get these damn draft picks right. Oh, That's no, all I know. Right now, everybody and their uncle said no to Lamar Jackson, and I don't know what's going on there. I don't know how crazy everyone's going to be in free agency. But we can still get the best defensive tackle. We can add the pieces we need, draft right, and we're back in the game. Yeah, let's get perfect. <laughs> Coming up. Nolan Smith, he was on the steakhouse today. Hear what he had to say next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
the most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. Earlier today on the Steakhouse, Nolan Smith stopped by. He has been moving up the draft board after his combine performance. And first thing the guys asked him today was, why did you decide to come back for your senior season? Hmm. Uh, yeah, the reason that I mostly came back is just to support my guys, you know, be there for the team. Um, I missed within a few hours. I told Coach Smart, well, you don't have to kick me out. I'm not leaving. And he also said um, that I'm doing my injury just because he knew how much I love football and I love hanging out with those guys. And it was my senior year, so how do I want to be remembered? And I didn't want to go. So no offense against the other guys that went on to train, but I just – um, I had to stay there, PT, and do the right things and just wanted to hang out with my guys for one last season. Nolan, was it hard to watch the national championship? I mean, after winning one, I mean, how how, how difficult was it for you to sit on the sidelines and, and not be in that game? Well, they made me they feel like I was in the game. They My players used to ask me, what do I see? And I used to, to pump the guys up, to yell at them on the sideline. Anything that if someone came up and said, man, you did a bad job this play, you know, I was going to come right behind and say, come on, man, we got the next play or good job with the hat on the helmet. And um, it just felt good for the guys just come to the sideline just so, so they can hug me, see me, especially for that one last game. Nolan Smith joins us great now, an NFL draft prospect, had an amazing at the NFL Combine a week ago, two-time national champion. Nolan, you checked in at six foot two and a quarter, 238 pounds, and you ran a 4.39 40-yard dash. Is that good? Simply unbelievable. Was that what you wanted to run? I know when you were talking to Stacey Dales on right afterwards, before time came out, you thought like you had a little bit more juice in the tank. Draft or the combine preparation like, what were you running, and were you happy with your performance? I'm with my performance the official time just because that's what I was typically running in, you know, the – the three three the three four nines and that in that four three nine range. Um I had one I my split was kinda off because um a lot of my splits back at and proactive and back in California were one five. So I hundred percent thought it was gonna jump down because my drilling and everything was gonna be rushing. Um I just went out there and had a good I had a good time and you know I was hard well not really hard because I almost pulled my hamstring but they told me <laughs> to lay a good time down and just make sure I keep my feet running and keep everything that we talked about doing. And then the second time, I was just going to open it up and let it go. Nolan, you know, last year at the NFL draft, now that your stock seems to be rising, uh, your former teammate and buddy, N'Kobe Dean, slipped all the way to the third round. I'm just kind of curious, you know, what's in the back of your mind as you're watching that thing unfold, and, and how do you feel like you're going to be able to handle draft night? Um, I, you know, I, that's what I tell a lot of people. You know, I don't want to go to Kansas just because it's a lot of preparation to do that, and it's also a lot of heartache if you don't get picked. Um, that's one of the things that a lot of guys don't think about. A lot of guys think about it. I just think about it just because N'Kobe was probably one of the best players that i ever been around as far as the game, how he went about the game, and he's one of those guys that push you and motivate you. And just to see him go in the third round, he was just like, man, that is just not like N'Kobe. And he won the buckets that year too. Unbelievable, no doubt, and obviously N'Kobe making it to the Super Bowl with former Georgia teammate Jordan Davis as well. How's your pec feeling, Nolan? Uh, how's the recovery been going? Obviously, you're still prepping for the draft. You 
surely have some private workouts lined up. How, how How's the body feeling looking towards that late April draft? Um, you know, my body feels great. So um, we're just working out, still doing the same things. Um, I'm going to be participating in all the field events at Georgia. Coaches wanted to see me do a little workout and move. I know I got a lot of tape out there, but I'm trying to help the coaches understand that I'm just a worker. I'm athletic. Whatever drill you want to see me do, I'll do it. And then eventually the second time I get the hang of it. You know, you go through this combine process. I'm curious about the interviews. And you don't have to divulge, you know, what you were asked or anything like that. But, you know, you can get in the room with coaches and you can connect with people better than others, right? Uh, and I'm sure that happened yeah. throughout the, the interview process. D- did you feel that there was certain, you know, you go into this not knowing what to expect, but yet you sit down one team and out of the blue all of a sudden you start to feel like, you know, this might be a great fit for me. This might be a spot where I want to end up going. Did you get that sense after the interviews? Yes, sir. So I got that sense with a lot of teams at the interviews, the Kansas City Chiefs. But my one of my most pronounced, famous interviews that I had that I always remember is Coach Tumbling. Um, Pittsburgh and Pete Carroll, you know, those are one of my most famous interviews just because I watched those men grow, like, growing up, watch them coach at, in the Pac-12, coach at their, their collegiate level and then move to the NFL level and also dominate. And just Coach Tomlin, what he's done for the game as far as just being one of those dominant African-American coaches, it's just amazing to see and actually sit down and him ask me questions. And it wasn't even like one of those traditional interviews Um you know, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and you just fire off answers. He actually wanted to know a lot about my life, and so did Pete Carroll. You know, they want to know what type of player they're getting and how do you take and that's just, that's what a type of program I just came from. I'm just saying you in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin is unfair. That, that, that doesn't, <laughs> that's too much defense in one spot for the rest of the NFL. Former Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith joins us now on 92.9 The Game. Nolan, Georgia's Pro Day is March 15th coming up. You just said you're going to participate in all of the on-field drills. I'm sure NFL Network will be there. There will be tons of coverage. There's no doubt about that. Now, between where we stand with Pro Days coming up and the NFL Draft at the end of April, it is mock draft season, and everybody is talking about it. And Nolan, after your amazing combine performance, uh, you're popping up in some top tens in the mock draft, and most notably – we saw one the other day that had you go into the Atlanta Falcons. When you grew up, were you a Falcons fan? Would you like to stay home? Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I love to stay home. I went to Georgia. Um, I'm from the state. So the Falcons, they get everything that they have from Georgia that I did at Georgia out of me at the Falcons organization. Um, I would love that. Love to be a part of that program. I didn't have no favorite you know, NFL team growing up. I'm just happy to be a part of any 32 organizations that want to pick me. And uh, I can't ready. I'm ready to work. I have a meeting with the Falcons. I'm so excited about that. But yeah, I'm a hometown kid. I would love to stay home, but you know, certain things go for certain reasons, and you know, you never know until your name's called. That is the right answer. Yeah. Okay. Right answer, Nolan. No. And you also said you have a meeting with the Falcons coming. Just so we're clear, you had, but you didn't have it at the combine yet. Um. Yes, sir. I did a little informal meeting at the combine, but you know, they have 32 meetings where they can meet with guys and bring them in and see the facility and see and hang out with the coaches further. Gotcha. Okay, good to know. Again, former Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith joining us here on the Steakhouse. Mark Zeno in for Steak Shapiro alongside Drew Butler. You know, uh, I wanted to ask you a big-picture question about Georgia here. Uh, you know, it, the, the news hasn't been great over the past couple of weeks, Jalen Carter and everything else, and Kirby Smarter to come out and defend the program and, you know, the culture of Georgia. How would you describe the culture of Georgia and, and what is – 
you know, despite all the, the, the news that came out, what, what does Georgia mean to you? Georgia means a lot to me, you know, just people target our culture and, and character issues. And we don't have those problems. You know, we're a bunch of guys that have one set goal and that's to win championships. Um, and it's a big connection piece there. So everyone knows that you see how, when I ran the draft, the guys are sitting in the locker room, just watching me and beefy run, just excited for us. And that's just because coach smart makes us sit down at school sessions and talk more than just football, get to know each other's lives, get to know each other's backgrounds. That's why I speak so open and freely about, you know, JC. JC's just misunderstood because he doesn't like to talk, but he's probably another one of those guys that I love playing with in the box just my years at Georgia. When you come at Georgia, you're going to play in the box with first-round picks all the way up to the third round. So a lot of guys at Georgia are getting drafted, and we just work hard. Um, one thing about our culture, though, it's a hard-working culture. A lot of people, Coach Smart pushes us very hard and holds us to a standard. Sometimes, you know, as young kids, especially now, they we slip and make mistakes, but we shouldn't be held on our mistakes. You know, how do we bounce back and how do we do it? Um, Coach Smart makes us go to elementary schools also and read and do a lot of things outside of football that a lot of people don't tell about. But now my senior year, you know, we have two to three classes and, you know, the seniors, they call us, we call it dogs day, what dogs day out. And we go in elementary schools across across the street and elementary schools around the area and we just read to the kids we do pep rallies so it's a lot that coach smart helps us coach smart helped me as far as my camp in savannah just gave me the idea of pups stay out and giving back to the kids just because we did it so much at georgia former georgia linebacker nolan smith joined us on the steakhouse 99 the game mark zeno drew butler uh, you've really positioned yourself rightly so as an ambassador for the university of georgia that was a fantastic answer just speaking foot two 238 pounds 43940 half inch vertical and now you're starting to see some comparisons of who you could perform like at the next level my question to you is who do you compare yourself to in the nfl oh you know i watch bob miller um and just just the way he moves and pass rush that's usually what i compare myself to i watch a ton of his film um and the just aaron donald just for far as the quick hand movements and the hands that he used and plays with, you know, you never see him attached to a block. You always see him hand fighting or distance himself from blocks using his hands. But really, Von Miller, if you watch Von Miller, that's who I try to play like, um, how he splint, move gas, TFLs, and, you know, mostly sacks. Good stuff from a guy that everybody's pulling for. And I think, you know, I get it. There's been a, a lot of stuff out there. And when you have a football factory, which Georgia is, and you have, you know, some 130 guys or however many around the program. I'm not making excuses because, you know, you got to try tell kids not to drive fast when they have access to fast cars. Easier said than done. But he talked about, Carl, the vibe yeah. and everybody working together. You saw it in that video that went viral. I thought that kind of showed how everybody was pulling for this guy because he was such a leader on that team. And I know leadership doesn't mean everything to everybody, but this guy's got some special stuff. Now, if he can produce on a regular basis and be somebody's next Michael Parsons, giddy up, right? No doubt. I love the intrigue that he brings. And if he's there at eight, I don't know how the Falcons don't think about it, Mike. What do we got coming up for tonight's game winner? It's a home-cooked uh, game winner from our man Turtle. Uh, we were talking about that EDM cruise, which parked next to a Disney cruise. So family values were not really what was going down on the electric dance music party as everyone was raving. Oots, oots, oots. Have you ever been on a theme cruise? Heavy metal cruise, pro football cruise, a okay. Braves cruise. You ever done one of those theme cruises? If so, explain your experience. 404-741-0929. Tonight's Sea Journey into the Game Winner. <laughs>
And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... Yeah, man, have you ever done one of those, like, theme cruises? I know the Georgia Bulldogs do one. I know that, uh, you know, Braves have something like that. Falcons have done it over the years. Didn't Arch go on one of those a couple years back? No, 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 no. That was um, that was something that the that was put out there, but never actually happened. Oh, and that might explain why we have one call tonight. 404-741-0929. We're looking for some more heat, a uh, theme cruise, and we'll see if we get this. So, in other words, was it an R and B cruise? You know, was it a jazz cruise? And you wound up down in Jamaica during one of the, the jazz concerts, things like that. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Do you understand words? Hey, man, who's up first, Swede? Hey, man, you're in the game, brother. What you got? Hey, man, I hate to belabor uh, old game winners, but i got to say this because I've given, given a lot of thought to it. When you were talking about an NHL hockey team in Atlanta, I've got two names for you that I think would be great, the Checkers or the Checkmates. Checkers or the um, Indianapolis? I'm so, so sweet. This is not your main of this conversation. I'm sorry. You're going to be in timeout. Matter of fact, this is two minutes for going back in time on the game winner. You're in the sin bin. You're in the penalty box. Oh, I, no, I must drop. I bin. must drop you. I must. We follow orders or people die. And by the way, the Checkers, that was the Islanders team in Indianapolis. So that has been used in minor league hockey. Tony, hey, man, we must look forward, not back, sweet. Tony, hey, man. Hey, man. What's hey, Dukes and Bell, I know y'all got the number one show in Atlanta, and both of y'all got a lot of pull. So do you think you could give me some comp tickets to the Snoop Dogg concert? Because you know he might bring Martha Stewart. And I can bring Squid Billy Mom. Oh, he got you, Squid. It's, it's been a minute since we've had our man on the air. This guy used to plague Squid Billy for, like, literally half a decade. He snuck in. Hat, yeah, we're going on... We're actually going on over a decade with him. Remember, it's way back to back in the back back days, right? Like pre ninety two nine days. Wow, man, that's funny stuff. Man. Anyone up next, or are we going to just talk about ourselves? Justin, hey man, you're in the game, bro. A theme cruise. What you got? Hey, so I went on a BBW cruise one time. Okay. So it was so it was big, beautiful women, and the men mm. looked like a little bit more than love. <laughs> Did you get some? Oh, Chris pulled the plug. We'll never get the answer to that question. That, that was about as uh, PG as that was going to go. Big, so. beautiful women. I get the acronym. Nothing wrong with that. And there's different acronyms you can throw, by the way, to describe the different types of varieties. But I think if he kept going, we would have gotten ourselves in some trouble. Hey, man, Dylan is working tonight in for Chuck. I'm excited to listen to Dylan tonight. As the kids call him, Dylan. He'll be in a bit. Hey, man, by the way, I did, and part of the reason, if you listen to Carl and I over the years, and I know that people go on cruises and they love them. I know my cousin Tony goes all the time. I got We got friends that do it. I went on a rock boat. It was a Miller Lite promotion we did like, Jesus, going on like 20 years ago. And it was a bunch of bands. You know, and bands that were kind of like, you know, they had some hits, but they weren't like big hits. Like Gin Blossoms were there. And it was cool. It was a good time. And uh, there were some other bands there. But it was a rock concert on a boat. So Carnival didn't exactly reserve their best boat for this thing. So the food was terrible. Uh, the Caymans got hit. So one of the stops we were going to make, we didn't make. So it was basically the Baton Death March of cruising from Miami to Cozumel. And my girlfriend at the time and I were just absolutely miserable because we were in one of those inboard rooms that has like the fake window to create the sense that you actually have windows. So we're inboard. And by the sounds of things, we're right above the engine room. <laughs> so that was that was strike one. My buddy Walt, who works for Miller, Walt Cusick, 
He, him and his wife, they survived this. We got so like angry with our spouses. Walt goes, maybe we go to Cozumel and we hide, bring our passports, and the ship leaves, and we'll just fly home. And the girls found us at Senior Frogs. As the boat did like the, huh, huh, like 30 minutes to get you took us back on the boat. We went on a, we had some friends that decided that they wanted us all to go on a cruise together. And one of them uh, had gotten into, one of the wives had gotten into bike lifting and, right. and comp, like female body competitions and decided she was going to go on a diet the week of the cruise. And so our buddy was miserable. Uh, oh. She basically, like when we went to Key West, we all went bar hopping, and right. she made him ride bikes all over Key West. Like they stopped by, and they're like, "What are you doing?" We're like, "We're having fun." He's like, "Yeah, I'm having to ride this bike." They're divorced now. Yeah, man, Joe, you got the final word, man. You ever been on a theme cruise, my man? Oh uh, man, I was calling about the name for the hockey team, man. I said we put the headquarters out there in Kirkwood, calling the East Atlanta Polar Bears. Dude, what's going on, man? The Polar? What the? That was like two days. That was like two days ago. There was a 48-hour moratorium. You cannot go back. And I know we got like 100,000 listeners and we only got six lines, but thank you. Two guys, that's two minutes for screwing up the show. Dylan, what's going on tonight, man? Well, uh, anybody need a bully? I got I got, I got, got one for the Lolo. Dude, I told that story earlier today. If you didn't see it, some guy came home with a hyena. Did you see the video on TikTok? It's, I haven't seen the video. The guy that did it, it's pretty darn funny. Just Google a hyena dog and you'll get this guy doing his thing. He's pretty funny. He could be I, a stand-up comedian. I was listening. I thought that was pretty funny. But no, in all seriousness, we'll talk to Lauren Williams because I think the Atlanta Hawks are turning a corner, but I also think they are one key ingredient away. I'm going to tell you what that key oh. ingredient is at 720. Now, that's a tease. We'll talk to Josh Alper as well. We got a lot of NFL to talk about, talk plenty of Falcons, and I have a fun story time. Mike, today is National Slam the Scam Day. Oh, is it really? Yes. See, I was more focused on the food. It's National Meatball Day. <laughs> and, yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so, all right, Slam the Scam? Yes, and I have a story that, wasn't funny back in back in the day during college because I almost got scammed, but it's it's funny now. This wasn't like a Manti Teo situation. No, it? no, no, no. Okay. It wasn't that bad. It was prepaid phone cards. It, it was <laughs> it was a thing where I didn't know the IRS didn't call you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was one you. of those. It no, was one of those. They don't call. They just show up at your place of business or house. That and then they take in, everything. That happened to me in Buckhead years ago. I came home. I was doing the thing. And I, afternoon happy hour came home. And there was a lady from the IRS. That was a bad afternoon. Hey, man. Dylan's coming up next. You won't want to miss it, man. Get a fresh take on what's happening in Atlanta sports tonight right here on 92.9 The Game. Let's clear our throats. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9 oh! The Game. Yeah, man. Thanks to Steve Holman. Bang! Also, our man G-Mac, Grant McCauley on what the Braves are doing. Strider. And the big thing tonight is, does he need a third pitch? Strider in the article in The Athletic kind of made it sound like, nah, he's going to stick with the heat and the uh, number two and number three. But I would think a changeup might be the thing. But anyway, tomorrow, guys, we will be at Twin Peaks in Buckhead. Hey, man, is on draft. Come meet Squid Billy and Bond with us. Parking in the back shenanigans out front. So we'll see you guys at Twin Peaks in Buckhead 227. I'll clear my throat and you can do the thing, man. Hey, today, Carl and I were going round and round about the Jets and the Falcons and both teams 7 and 10. And we were getting a pretty good argument about it. The Jets are further down the road than we are. They, look, they've blown it with the quarterbacks twice, okay? Squunch face from USC, then squunch face from BYU. Two guys look like they should be in the Cobra Kai. They've blown it. But they got better stuff because they've had, let's be honest, some awful seasons. They got to draft pretty high and pick some good guys. Now, they don't always get to keep those guys, but we have so many holes 
And I know that this year we have so many expectations about addressing everything in free agency and getting the best D tackle, getting the best guard, all that stuff. I just know in my experience with the Falcons, you don't always seem to get what you want, and Fontenot may have a completely different game plan. So I think we have to sort of temper our expectations. I hope that's not the case, but I do know Squid Billy and I talked about this earlier in the week. The only time I got what I wanted, it was Michael Vick, it was Alex Mack, and yeah, I wanted Vic Beasley too because it was a need. That's it. You love the show? You tell your friends. If not, you're on the rock boat to Cozumel. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.